Hello everybody, welcome back uh, to For the Record, episode number 71. Hope everyone had a nice Valentine's Day or a Singles Awareness Day, as a lot of my friends have said. Um, I, I just hope it was a good day for everybody in general. Um, I'm going to make this intro short. Apologies for not having an episode last week. I had a... Uh, rather bad cold, um, and it just, it knocked me out on, uh, Thursday, and I had to do some stuff for Live 105, um, and it, I just, I didn't have time to, um, it, I, my voice was too far gone, uh, to get anything even recorded in terms of an introduction any kind of sponsorship tags whatever it was um but we're back uh we're back on a regular schedule i'm feeling a lot better um this episode was sponsored by audible.com to get a uh free audiobook and a try a free 30-day trial of audible uh visit www.audibletrial.com slash shameless promo once again audibletrial.com slash shameless promo all right, uh, this episode is with, uh, this is going to go up a little bit later, but I decided to put it up closer to the release date so that it would make more sense to coincide with it. Um, but this is a band called Youth and Revolt, an incredible rock band um, that I've been listening to. They're very much within the realm of, I guess I would say post-hardcore. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like if you, there's a band called Sleeping With Sirens, if anyone listens to them, where they had this first record that was very, um, it was very much in the sense, it's, I mean, they were in this wave of Rise Records bands, and Rise Records had a lot of bands that were, uh, within this certain element of post-hardcore, but then after they did that album, they changed up their sound a little bit, they started to add new elements, they started to go in different directions. I feel like the first time I ever heard of Youth and Revolt, I heard an EP they released called Love is a Liar's Game, and it felt like if Sleeping with Sirens had stayed with the sound of that first record, but then taken it like 10 steps further, and I mean, it was it blew me away, and the new album that they have coming out, uh, The Broken, is going to come out this Friday. Um, is nothing short of amazing. They have a new singer, uh, they have a new drummer, I believe, and... Um, uh, it's a, it's an 11 track album and there's uh, some of the songs from the Love is a Liars game EP were re-recorded uh, with the um, new with the new singer um, and and all that and it just it, it sounds amazing I can't speak more highly of it so the broken comes out this Friday um, and you can pick it up um, on iTunes uh, stream it uh, do whatever you'd like um, so anyway this is a chat I had um, with Arvin, uh, their newer drummer. So here we go, episode number 71 with Arvin of Youth and Revolt. Enjoy.
this Arvin? Yes, it is. What's hey. happening, dude? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Uh, just uh, getting some coffee and enjoying the massive amounts of rain that I'm looking at the window right now. But um, other than that, I'm good. Raining over there? Oh, it's like storming. It's been storming for days, and it got really bad today. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. It's snowing out here. Oh, okay, you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad, but it's a little chilly, and it's dead snowing. Yeah. Are you got? You're in New Jersey, correct? No, 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 no. So I, I live in Chicago. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we're kind of spread out, actually. Only uh, two out of the five dudes are from Jersey. Oh, okay, for sure. Um, oh, wow, yeah. I, um, my girlfriend was in Chicago last week for a day, and uh, it wasn't snowing, but she was telling me, like, because she'd come straight from California, she was like, this is ridiculously bitter cold. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's different. Honestly, this last week has actually been pretty solid, like, compared to how it's been over the winter, but, um, yeah, it's kind of shitty out right now. Yeah. It'll get better, though. I mean, I, I mean, as the months go on, but I think, I yeah, mean, it'll, yeah. It'll get pretty nice. Yeah. The benefit of this weather, though, is that you kind of get to stay in and just kind of do nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, I just love being out, like, I love being outside. It's, it's hard to just stay in all the time, but it, I mean, it's all right. It's yeah, for sure. Um, well, so I'm very excited to talk to you. I've been a fan of Youth and Revolt for quite a while, um, and I know that you came into the band with Tanner uh, a little while ago, and I, I guess I wanted to start this off by basically asking, um, you guys joined from a band called Brightwell. How did the idea or the option to have you guys join as the new drummer and vocalist how did that come about was there an audition had you had you guys already known each other i guess i guess a little bit i'm curious to know a little bit more about the story behind you guys uh kind of joining okay so well tanner was in the band before i was and uh we were brightwell was signed to outer loop records um that was back when they were partnered with fearless and then um Pretty much, Brightwell was going through a little bit of a slow period, and Tanner was communicating with Outer Loop, and I believe he was talking to Kenny from Youth and Revolt, okay. and they just decided to link up pretty much at that point, and I was still in Brightwell at the time. And uh, so I don't know specifically what happened with Tanner or how that whole process went down, but I was going to Michigan to record a drum video with Josh Buckner and Nick Matzkos, and those are the dudes that recorded Tanner's vocals for our album that's coming out. And cause they record my drum videos. And um, pretty much I got a call from Tanner because he was going to be in there recording the cover for Something in the Way You Move at the same time that I was recording my drum video. And I, haven't, I hadn't figured out what song to do yet. And Tanner asked me, he was like, hey, if you're going to be in the studio while this is happening, would you be cool with recording the drums for the Youth and Revolt cover? And I was like, yeah, you know, why not? We were really slow at the time, and I just, it was something to do. And then I actually ended up doing that same song for my drum cover, like the original version. Yeah. But uh, 
pretty much we were just hanging out there the whole time while I was recording the drums for the Youth and Revolt cover and my drum video. And we linked up, and I had some talks with the label, and I just, at that point, I felt like everything felt right. I heard the record, and everything sounded really awesome, and we just decided to rock and roll with it. I mean, the dudes from Youth and Revolt had seen my drum covers before, and they've seen me play, and they were all on board, so we just said, fuck it, and decided to go with it. That's, I mean, that, that, that's serendipity. I mean, in the, in the sense that you were both in the studio at the exact same time. That's it. That's like perfect timing. Yeah. It really worked out that way. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was just a huge coincidence that we were going to be there at the same time. And it was awesome. Nice. Really good friends. We're like best friends. So when he asked me, I was like, you know, for sure. Like I'll definitely record the drums for it and everything just felt right. And we decided to we decided to link up and go with it. And then I met the rest of the dudes, and everything just fell into place. Um, at what what year? Like what time frame was this that all this had kind of started happening? I remember the video. I just for some reason my mind is blanking on when it came out for the the Ellie Golden cover. The Ellie Golden cover came out. Um, well, Outer Leap released it, but that video. I think it was like five months ago. Okay. Uh, September 26, 2015 is when that came out. Okay, And I sure. actually, re- I released my drum video for the Ellie Golding song before um, before the band released the cover. And I think that was even before that. If I could find a... I'm actually on my computer right now. Oh, so for I sure. Go for it. That was in June. So okay. June so it had to have been like Probably like a month before that, so beginning of June is when we started working together. Nice. Um, 2016. It's been a little while. There's been a lot of things happening behind the scenes before everything surfaced. For sure. Um, how long after? Like, how soon after? you joined did you guys start laying the groundwork for what was going to become the broken were they i mean were they already working on ideas had they recorded anything for it and i guess how much of a role did you guys end up or did you end up playing in the writing process of the record so as far as the writing goes the drums were actually recorded for the entire album before i joined the band oh for sure uh, the only song that the only song that i recorded was the Ellie Golding cover that was that was after the album had already been recorded and Tanner had already played his part in it and wrote and recorded all of his parts. And um, they lost their drummer. I know True is in the band, and I don't remember who their drummer was at the time, but he wasn't in the band anymore, and they were looking for a drummer. I think they had somebody lined up, actually, to play. Um, But Tanner and I were really good friends, and he, I think he... After recording the cover, he kind of just wanted to wanted to rock and roll with me, and the rest of the dudes were on board with it, so we just decided to go with it. But um, yeah, there was this dude named Ernie that recorded the drums for the record, and I think he played drums for some first to last. Um, but he he worked with Taylor Larson, which is the dude that recorded. He's a studio drummer for the um the recording studio that the broken was recorded at awesome um 
where it, what was the what was the studio that uh, the album had been recorded at then? I don't remember the name of the studio, but it was a producer called Taylor Larson who was also in from First to Last. I think he recorded um, he's recorded a lot of artists now, but I think he did from he worked with Matt Good on From First to Last. Yeah. Record. And um, I think I might be able to look up like what other projects. I know by now he's done a lot. Yeah, so he I worked on uh, Treehouse from IT Stars. Yes, Periphery album and uh, Veil of Maya, Capture the Crown. Just a ton of. He's awesome. He's really, really good at what he does. Yeah, I re- now yeah. now I know what you're talking about. I remember. Um, I remember. I know exactly what studio you're talking about because I know that guy had recorded. He, he recorded a lot of um, Sumerian Records bands at the time, and then I started to kind of see like um, it starting to branch out and recording with artists on other labels and things like that. But man, I cannot remember the name for the life of me of the studio. But um, yeah, for sure, I don't remember the studio name, but I know who it is. But yeah, he, he did an awesome job on the drums with the record. I wish I could have recorded them myself, but um, we were we were later than that. It was already done and. And I still wanted to take the opportunity, and I loved what I heard. So, you know, we just went with it. Definitely. Um, well, I'll so I'll change this other question that I'd kind of written. Um, but given that the, there's some older songs that um, were from the Love Is a Liar's Game EP that are now on the Broken, um, and given that you have to learn or you had to learn some of the songs, not for recording, but obviously for playing shows and for touring and stuff. Were there any tracks that were maybe a bit harder to nail down as a drummer, or was everything able to be picked up pretty quickly? I mean, just given the the background you'd had in playing drums and things like that, I just I know that everyone kind of has different um, different ways of picking up songs. So I was just curious to know if there was any song that was maybe a little bit more challenging, or if it was all kind of a yeah, this feels right, this feels natural. No, I mean. Everything was everything was pretty straightforward. Uh, the last, actually, the last two bands. So I played in a band called For the Fallen Dreams. Oh and then shit! I played, cool. Um, in Brightwell, and both of those were, I guess, heavier. A lot. The drums were a lot more technical and uh, had some a little more, I guess, intricate uh, footwork and and handwork. So it was it was kind of stylistically, it was what I was used to playing, but I felt like. It was just, it was pretty smooth learning everything. Um, the only thing for me is I was watching uh, drum videos of, or just videos of them playing in the past, and I wanted to really make sure that I was getting every, like just playing it note for note, and hit for hit, as it was on the album. Yeah. So I think that took a little longer, because I know a lot of times drummers will just throw their own thing in there and, and kind of just make it work, and I really wanted to, just have it spot on to what you're hearing on the album. Um, at least for the beginning, I just wanted to start there, and then maybe I could throw my own flair into it when we're super comfortable. But yeah, that just took a little more time trying to figure everything out hit for hit and making sure that what I'm playing is exactly what I'm hearing on the album. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was pretty smooth, but it did, it did take, it wasn't just overnight. I was there a week before our first show we've only played one show in new york at the webster hall it was an outer loop showcase and uh yeah so i mean i got it down in a week and 
I'm pretty comfortable with it. We're going to be meeting up again at the end of this week to practice for the tour that we have coming up, but it was pretty smooth. I don't think there was anything that was that was too challenging. Yeah, I mean, about the tour that you guys have coming up, I actually had a, 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 one question that was about that. I guess given that the tour starts the day after the album releases, if I got that correct, you guys kick, it kicks off on February 18th and the album comes out on the 17th. What's the general, I guess the general feeling going around? Is there more excitement or is there more anxiety going around? I I know it's different for everyone, or is it a little bit of both or... No, dude, we're we're all super stoked. Like everybody's super excited about it. Yeah, actually, actually, our first show is on the seventeenth. So our first show is the day that the album drops. Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, we keep getting updated uh, itineraries for the shows and everything. So more shows are being added. Like even today, we got a new one with all with the updated shows. So our first show is on the seventeenth in Pennsylvania. So yeah, it's, we're all, we've just been, it's been, it's been a long time coming. We've, we've worked on it for a while. We recorded the video. That was the first time that the entire band met each other in person. Um, and we stayed together for a week to record the video. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just stoked and we're excited to get it out. Awesome, man. Um, I, this is kind of a tangent going off of something that you said earlier, but I uh, wanted to say it before I forgot, but um, you said you played in For the Fallen Dreams. Um, I yeah. was actually, I'm not even kidding you, I was on a train, I was on like our, like the subway train that's here in like the Bay Area in San Francisco. I had come back from a concert and there was like, it was during Super Bowl weekend, so all these different shows were letting about, were letting out and people were packing into the train and I ended up being standing next to this guy who was in for the fallen dreams this guy named ryan but we were talking and he was like oh yeah i was in that band and we were we talked for a little bit but i just it was a super random i didn't know if you knew him i don't know if he was in uh when you guys were in the band or whatever the case was but i just thought that was a funny story that had happened relating to that yeah that's super random that's a huge For sure. Yeah, I know. I knew that they had a couple. It was in the band when I was in it, but they've come. You know, it's been a while. I, that was, I think, 2012 or 2013. I was like 19 uh, when I was in for the Fallen Dream. So I don't. I don't know everybody that's in the band now. I know for sure Jim is still in it, and he's been in it from the beginning. And I believe they still have their original vocalist in the band now, Chad. And. It seems like they're doing really well, but yeah, I don't, I don't know who Ryan is. No, no, all good. Yeah, I knew they had a couple different lineup changes, and I forgot the 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 chronological order from in which people were coming into it. But yeah, I just thought I always care to see um, if people know that person or like if that. I totally just screwed up my words. If that makes like if they're in a band at the same time as someone who is in the lineup. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. 
so the title of the album is uh, for if I don't know if I've said it when we were talking about this, but the title for the album is called The Broken. Um, what does that term represent for the overall theme of the record? And, and I guess maybe where you guys were musically or personally at that point in time. Um, well, that it actually has multiple meanings. Um, so one of one of the meanings for the broken was was actually kind of where the band was after. So the band played Warp Tour. This was before Tanner and I were in it, and it was at that point everybody had left the band um, besides Kenny and Alex. So they were the only two people in the band at that time, and so to them the band just felt broken. Like it was it was just them two. They didn't know what was going to happen for sure. And a lot of the songs are about um, about being in that situation where things don't seem like they're going to work out or everything's kind of falling apart and making it through that. And they, that's one thing that they had to do. And the other side of it is kind of this, this standpoint of where we've been with the government and with just our nation in general. Everything's been kind of messed up lately, I'm sure you know that as well not not a clue what you're talking about no clue (laughs) it's about having your voice heard even if you're you know the underdog i guess you could say yeah um so those that's pretty much what the broken is about it's just saying you know we're the broken we're we we're just dudes here that we might not have a voice as that's heard as much as some of the other people but together we can you know, stand up and we can be heard and we can make it through all this bullshit that's happening. That's pretty much what it means. For sure. I mean, there's tracks on the record that feel very, um, even if it's a song that's about a relationship or about love and not necessarily something that has to do with standing up for yourself, it feels very much like an anthem. I mean, those moments and those feelings where it does instill that feeling of hope and like you can stand up for something. I mean, I I always noticed that about the music you guys had made, and I, I think it really um, shined a bit more on the full length. Yeah, even even with relationships, I mean that's one of the that's one of the cool things about the that's one of the reasons why we picked that as the name of the album is that theme about being the broken. It, it kind of it just goes through all of our music, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your standpoint against, um, you know, the government or a situation you're in. It's just, it's just something that goes through all of our songs and it's something everybody can connect with. And we, we just felt like it was a good theme for, for the album. Love is a pretty universal topic. Like everybody can joke and say like, Oh, that band's playing, all they're doing is talking about girls, talking about love songs or whatever. But it's like there's kind of a reason. It's a it's a thing that kind of everybody that everybody's connected with, whether it's a guy or a girl or uh, what, whether it's you're you like someone or you're you are getting married to someone. It's like it's all it. Everybody can relate to it in some way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, that there's definitely a lot of songs about relationships, even songs that we have out. Um,
you know, we're just trying to trying to be a voice for everybody and we explain our personal situations and hope that people can connect with it and they felt the same way that we feel. And it it just makes sense to talk about the things that are actually happening to us. Definitely. Um, so I got a couple more questions for you, um, but the this one is more based around. Uh, this is more of a music gear question. But um, what's your basic drum setup like? What essentially what will you be bringing out on the tour um, as a drummer? I'm always um, I I like hearing about music gear, and I know that a lot of fans do as well, particularly other drummers out there. Yeah. Um. So I could run you through my entire setup. I'm playing EW nine thousand double pedals. Sweet. Uh, those are some of my favorite pedals. I'm planning on replacing them soon with a new set of DW pedals that just came out. They're direct drive pedals. Um, I'm playing a kit that I designed myself. It's a Savior custom drum uh, drum set. It's all themed. It's themed around Harry Potter. I went through like a yes. phase where I was just into Harry Potter, so it's a Slytherin themed <laughs> drum set. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Kick drum, snare drum, high tom, floor tom. It's a 20 by 20 kick drum, uh, 14 by 8 all brass snare drum, and then a 12 by 7 high tom and a 16 by 16 floor tom. All the shells are maple. And uh, I play Zildjian cymbals. And what, what cymbals am I even bringing out? I have 14 inch A custom hi hat, uh, 20 inch A custom crash. A 22-inch K-Custom Dark uh, Ride and a 21-inch Sweet Ride, A Sweet Ride, and 18-inch Oriental China. And then I play all Evans drum heads, and I use Ultimate Ears uh, Custom In-Ear Monitors. They're UE7 that I'm using. Sweet. That's like all the gear that I'm bringing out with me. Very nice. Um, I personally i hope that you keep the slytherin drum kit around by the time if you guys ever make it out to like california and to the west coast because i would fucking love to see that i'm a, i'm a huge harry potter nerd so that's yeah, yeah. This, this tour is all east coast we're super stoked on it it's our first tour together we've only played one show together so far but um in my drum videos i was playing on an sjc kit so i'm kind of you know, experimenting with SJC and seeing if maybe we could get a kit going pretty soon here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love the kit that I'm playing. It's awesome. They built it really well. I'm not too sure where the company is at now, but um, it's, a, it's a really cool kit. But I'm ready to try to get something new, but I'm not in a huge rush. Definitely. Um, so this will essentially be the last question, and I uh, give it this preface just because it's a – a bit of a broader, more open-ended question, but um, what does music mean to you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's something that I've been... I feel like it's something I've been around my entire life, obviously. I started playing music young. I started playing the trumpet when I was in fifth grade, and, uh, and then I... I've just, I've been around it all through high school. I started, I picked up the drums. My mom got me my first drum set when I was, uh, I think, a freshman in high school. And right away I started playing in bands because I just linked up with people in high school. But I'm constantly listening to music. I, I analyze music a lot. Lyrics mean a lot to me. 
Uh, melodies mean a lot to me. I feel like sometimes you can connect with a certain lyric more because of the melody that it goes with. Or like if somebody sings a certain line with a certain melody, it hits you harder than it would have if you just heard it. And I feel like there's music is for everybody. There's always a way that you can feel better or connect with, I don't know, you could connect with whatever emotions you're feeling at that time, I feel like there's music that will help you with it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it definitely does, and that was beautifully said. Um, uh, and lastly, where can people find uh, Youth and Revolt online? Where can they find you online? And uh, go and pick up the record when it comes out next week. Everybody has a Facebook. Uh, Kenny, Alex, Tanner, Chris, and I all have Facebook pages. The Youth and Revolt Facebook page is there. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a Snapchat. All of us personally have those as well. Um, if you search Youth and Revolt on Google or on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, anything, it should come up. Pretty easy to find. And I have drum videos at youtube.com slash Arvin my name. And, yeah, it's, everything's out there. So if you search Youth and Revolt, you're, you're going to find it. Awesome. Well, Arvin, thank you so much. It was really great to talk to you. I, like I said, I've been a big fan of you guys for a long time, and I'm uh, super stoked to see. I'm I'm stoked to see people react to this album, and um, and I hope it definitely propels you guys a bit and gets you and gets you up there. You guys are you guys are one of those bands where I first. I don't believe you were in the band at the time, but the first time I heard it, definitely sounded like. Sorry, my mic just did something weird. It definitely sounded like something. Um, it made my jaw drop, essentially. Dude, thank you so much, man. That, that's what we hope for from everybody. And we are super passionate about what we do. And our album is coming out February 17th. It's on iTunes. It'll, it should be on Spotify. Um, yeah, we're stoked. And we're stoked to support the album and get on tour. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we look forward to getting this posted so everybody can check it out. And, uh, yeah, we'll send it over when it's ready to go. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. No worries. Have a great day, man. All right. Later. Later. This episode of the For the Record podcast was brought to you by Audible.com, your premier online source for all your audiobook needs. To get sign up and get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.